Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, Bob Iger has officially stepped down as CEO of Disney. Disney also removed an October 2021 film spot. Who did they, who are, who are they scared of? Loki set picks and Falcon and the Winter Soldier's set picks are showing a lot of good content. And we are finally launching Stranded Panda. Woo! Stranded Panda forever. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall, throw us that five-star review. Sarah Sue 72 says, my MCU go-to cast. This is the podcast you want to listen to if you love anything and everything MCU. These guys will make you feel like you're sitting in your living room with them chatting up all they know about Marvel. And believe me, they know a lot. The second a new trailer drops, I'm here for their second-by-second inspections of the trailers. Any Marvel news or gossip, these guys are on it. Love this cast. Thanks for doing such great work. Thank you, Sarah Sue. Thank you, Sarah Sue. Uh, your name is Sarah Sue, but when I heard Jeff read it, I heard Saris, and that is the bad guy on Galaxy Quest who's like a bug creature. And I was like, <laughs> Saris is after us. Um, but <laughs> No, Saris loves us. We just covered the uh, Galaxy Quest in a on Orville Universe podcast yesterday, and so I had a, I had, I've got a lot of Galaxy Quest in my brain today. Good. That's the best of the Star Trek movies. <laughs> it's that's a fair. I, I understand if it's people's favorite. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, first off, I just gotta up top say some cool stuff. First off, we're launching Stranded Panda. Um, basically, today um, we dropped Binger's Assemble in the feed yesterday. Um, and that was kind of the launching off point of our new Stranded Panda network. We've been mentioning it, but we've been kind of coy about it, not wanting to fully talk about it and everything. But we are now the Stranded Panda network. And uh, kind of what that means to us is that um, it, today, in today's world, geek culture is pop culture. Everyone loves science fiction. Everyone loves superheroes. It, they're the biggest movies in the world. But so many of those genre movies these days don't care about the things that we care about, um, which is character and uh, and and continuity and things that like really like make a story matter. You know, and 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 like I just we we created this network because we love talking about this stuff and because so much of the content out there um, doesn't talk about it in the way I want to talk about it. And we have been incredibly blessed by all of you guys listening that there, you, there's enough of you out there who wanted to listen to this podcast and it kind of grew from there. And so we just want to say thank you. And a particular thank you is, 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 um, due today because we launched Bender's Assemble this week, posted yeah, it on we the did. feed yesterday, and we just got an email like literally moments before we recorded. Um, and I'm almost like getting choked up because of you guys. Uh, it, I'm so thankful for this. Uh, Bender's Assemble. Uh, now this this doesn't have anything to do with lots of downloads or anything yet, but it hit 57 in the U.S. charts today. Number 57 in the U.S. charts. Uh, for, for TV and film. which For TV and film. That's higher than the MCU cast has ever charted. And I think it has something to do with algorithms because it's so new and because there's so many reviews so quickly. So basically, because you guys supported us, we're hitting higher than we've ever hit in the charts. Now, what this means for our network and for us as podcasters uh, is, is very little right now, but if we keep that effort sustained and we keep getting a lot of reviews over this first week and the first few weeks that we're on those charts, 
uh, we will hit higher in the charts and we will uh, be able to actually hit, hit in a place in the charts where people will find us. And that is, that's kind of the dream, honestly, uh, is, is getting high enough in the charts that people will be able to actually find us that, you know, we, it took us five years, uh, to build MCU cast to the point where it was like (laughs) viable enough for us to do it every week. Like a lot of weeks we couldn't do it because we just couldn't afford to do it. Like we couldn't afford to take the time. And, um, yeah. And so the fact that Bingers hit so high on the charts because of you guys' efforts is huge. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And please, <laughs> uh, if you have not reviewed us yet uh, on giving us a five-star review, like this is clutch time for us. If over the next three or four weeks we get tons of reviews on Bingers Assemble, it will spike the numbers in a way that like we've never seen uh, in our little network. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you haven't done it yet, please do. Uh, it, by the way, when we started Bingers Assemble, there was not another Bingers Assemble, uh, but there is now. So someone else snagged the name, uh, and that's kind of a bummer. Uh, but if you search Bingers Assemble, we are the red icon. So there's a black and white icon as well. Um, so apologies about we're that. The, we're the Bingers Assemble with more than one episode. That's true. And a lot of podcasts get posted, and then they never make another episode. Um, so that's that's possible what'll happen there. But anyway, we're going to get into the show, but I just want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. It means a ton to me and to Jeff, right? Jeff. Yes. Thank you so much. Let's keep going. Yeah. I'm kind of talking, talking too much. Um, but I just want to say <laughs> thank you. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it's, we've, we've just been working really hard trying to build the stuff and, uh, yeah. Also, if you want to know about any of our other shows and music and all the stuff, We'd strandedpanda.com is now a thing and it has a merch store where you can buy some shirts from right now. Yes. It's just this, our show and from, um, from my music, but we'll soon have merch for stranded Panda in general and for, uh, all the other shows in the merch store. So that's really fun and exciting. So if you're interested in that strandedpanda.com, I in particular like the, uh, the gauntlet shirt that's in the, the yes. band store. We have we have a we have a gauntlet shirt that was a Patreon limited printing. So we only printed it once and we only have twelve left. So we're just trying to kind of offload the last twelve shirts. There's a I really like it. It's a, it's the it's the Thanos gauntlet, but instead and it's got the Thanos spelled out, but it has Howard the Duck as the H, which was a joke from the show that we made a shirt a couple <laughs> years ago. And we just have we've had twelve shirts sitting around in the uh in the old storage here. So if you want a limited edition, only 12 left shirt, go grab that. All right. Well, let's get into the actual news. Uh, That's all the stranded Panda news. I mean, that's pretty big news, right? Two really big things. Strandedpanda.com exists. We technically exist as a network finally. And, uh, you can see it's just like looking at our strandedpanda.com, just looking at the main page and seeing like all the shows that we have involved. And it's mostly me and you and then uh, the guys from the DC on screen and a couple of sort of projects we've done in collaboration with them and superhero ethics and like all these, but it, it looks like there's like 12 podcasts and it's just like, man, that's so many hours of entertainment that I've really enjoyed creating. And it's just neat, man. I'm really excited about it all. It's uh, it was it was tough to wrench the the name away from the Matthew Carroll Network, um, but I'm glad we did. <laughs> it was never going to be the Matthew Carroll Network. That was never That's a thing. Absolutely, what it was going to be named. 
It's all about you. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Anyway. All right. Let's get into the news. Throw us us some news, Jeff. So, like, one of the biggest things that's happened in the past couple of weeks is that Bob Iger has officially stepped down as the CEO of Disney. Uh, He is no longer going to be the CEO. He's going to be... uh, He's still going to be on the the chairman of the board. He's still going to be on the board of directors. He's going to be... I think... I can't remember exactly where on the board he's going to be, but he's going to be on the board and Bob Chapek is taking over. Bob Chapek used to be uh, the head of the parks division of Disney and doesn't really have experience in like media. (laughs) Yeah. So to speak. At first blush, that sounds like a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, But what I hope that means is that he's going to keep his hands off the stories. Right, like, right. Make, like hopefully he will be a great business manager for Disney, but he will uh, do what most good uh, suits at, in the production industry, what most good ones do, and they trust the artists. You know, yeah, good leaders delegate. Yeah, they delegate to the people who are better than them at the thing, and that is absolutely what needs to happen here. Now, Bob Iger hasn't left Disney. He's he's not fully like retired yet. He's gonna re- he's gonna be retired at the end of next year. Um, but he is, he has stepped down as CEO to take on a, a smaller role that now that the Fox merger has, you know, kind of run, run its course and he's going to be kind of an advisor to Bob JPEG in the background. Right. Well, it, it excites me because I feel like most of the, a lot of the problems that we have had with Bob Iger, uh, the things that, at least the rumors and such that we've heard about seem to be related to him putting his two cents in. And I just hope this Bob Chapek guy will look at Bob, uh, Kevin Feige. I almost called it said Bob Feige. There's too many Bobs. Um, <laughs> too many Bobs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> House of Bob. <laughs> We're going to have a House of Bob series now. Is that what you're saying? Bar- Baron Matto is after, after Bob. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. <laughs> Okay. Uh, wow. I, I went to WandaVision. You were going Dr. Strange. I was. My bad. I was going, My bad, I was everybody. going Baron Mordo. Uh, you were going Dr. Strange. Either one. Either one, really. No, wait. I said that backwards. Whatever. Uh, okay. You were going Baron Mordo. I was going uh, Wanda Maximoff. Yeah. Wanda Maximoff. There we go. Scarlet Witch. Yeah. She said, no no more mutants. So no more bobs. Yeah. No more. Well, that, seems, that seems too dark. Oh. We don't want to disappear all the bobs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe half of them. Wait, we've probably got Bobs out there in our listenership. If you're a Bob, oh, that's let true. us know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This would be really funny, weird, weird set of emails. 15 people just letting us know their name is Bob. I really like the idea, though. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be good. Uh, you got anything else to say about Mr. Bob Chepik there? Uh, you no, know, not really. Just, uh, you know, it was, it was really shocking to have that happen, uh, you know, it was a week, I think, ago, and um, you know, I was down in Fort Lauderdale for work, and it was just like, hey, by the way, there's a news story. Uh, Bob Iger stepped down from Disney uh, CEO spot, effective immediately. I'm like, what did he do? Mm. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Pretty yeah. crazy. I uh, I wonder if there might be something that uh, that he did that caused that. But apparently he's been wanting to retire for a couple of years now and has just been putting it off. I, f- I feel like after the shakeup a few years ago, he lost a lot of his power anyway, right? No. Wait. 
See, I'm, you're ta- you're thinking of Perlmutter. Am I thinking? Of, yeah, you're right. I'm thinking of Bob Perlmutter. Ike Perlmutter. <laughs> ah, sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. So all that stuff I said about uh, uh, Ike, yeah, the guy getting too involved with things, the suits getting too involved. That was talking about Ike Perlmutter. I don't know what Bob Iger was doing. Bob Iger seemed like he did a okay job of keep letting Kevin Feige run with his stuff. Yeah, dang. Yep. <laughs> gotta, gotta shut me down when I'm saying stuff that makes no sense. I, I thought maybe you had some info, inside information. I didn't. <laughs> All right. Well, now we're going to get 15 emails from people who wrote that in five minutes ago when we were still talking about it. And then there, then 15 more emails saying, sorry, I listened to the rest of the cast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love when we get those. Yeah, that's fun. It's like live tweeting our episode. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which I totally get. Whenever I respond to something, someone's on a podcast. If I don't say it right away, I won't ever say it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, we get a ton of people that say that they say stuff out loud to us. Yeah, I definitely do that to podcasts. So I'm with them. All right, what's our next story? <laughs> so the next thing is that uh, along with the CEO shakeup, Disney has removed a a film slot from October 2021, and that would have been a uh, a, a film release on the same day as Sony releasing a Spider Verse movie. Hmm. Sounds like, like they're scared of Spider-Verse. I, you know, I honestly, I don't think that they're scared of Spider-Verse. They definitely shouldn't be. But I think that, I think that it's a professional courtesy since they're working together. Disney is kind of, you know, letting them through. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know, man. Spider, like, I agree with you. I think that they're obviously working together. So it's probably not a contentious thing by any means. But this is the first time I've... I've heard of Marvel moving off of a date. They're the ones who always yeah. make other people move off a date. <laughs> They're the ones that plant themselves like a tree and say, no, you move. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm saddened to hear a film spot has been removed from the uh, the slate. I hope I hope it gets back on or I don't know this this or this. This could be someone else asked a question in our um feedback about uh, them possibly having to cut back on some of the movies because of um, coronavirus stuff, which is possible, but I have a feeling because Marvel's so uh, effects-driven that they could probably fix any problems that they can't travel for. They could probably just make happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll film the entire thing at Pinewood Studios, and then just, you know, that'll be it. There'll just be, you know, a, a huge team of effects guys that are just like crunching away at the at their mouse and keyboard for you know hours and hours a day yeah for to sure make the movie <laughs> for sure so the the uh, the other things that i have are are really uh kind of involve us describing pictures <laughs> uh but there are set pictures that have uh, that have kind of found their way to the internet from the loki series and from falcon and the winter soldier um the loki one is really interesting in that uh, we see like Tom Holland in suit and tie and TVA jacket uh, in the rain, and there's a uh, kind of a, a hooded Owen Wilson beside him. But uh, one of the one of the uh, people oh, you that mean they Tom walk Hiddleston. upon, you said Tom Holland. Oh, did I say Tom Holland? <laughs> Jesus, I was like, it has been a night, man. I was like, how did you not lead with the fact that Spider-Man is going to be in the Loki series? That's crazy. I'm sorry. Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> the other Tom H. Too many Toms. Too many Toms. 
you would think I would be like too many Chris's. Yeah, we, we, we never got a Chris confused in the entire time we've been doing this, and now we can't get Toms and Bobs right. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so Tom Hiddleston is wearing a rain-soaked suit and, uh, and windbreaker, and um, one of the pictures that's, that's with these four is a lady... Uh, who is dressed in what looks like green and gold uh, Asgardian attire in a in a in a way that very much resembles Loki's previous attire, and a lot of people are like, "Oh my God, female Loki!" Hmm, and which and is a thing that has happened in comics before. Yes. So, is female Loki actually the character of Loki, or is it like a successor of Loki, kind of nope, like female is- Thor? It's Loki. It is okay. Loki reborn as a female or uh, taken on the form of female. Because Loki did that a lot in, uh, if, you, if you're talking like actual Norse mythology, Loki did a lot of shape-shifting into a female to distract some you know, male creature or guy from doing his job or like disrupting sure. something. But, you know, he did it a little bit in, in Marvel Comics as well. And we've seen him shapeshift. Like, I don't, I don't think it'd be a problem for him to become a woman for a second or whatever. But uh, this, to me, it looks like these are all happening in the same scene, and she's not dressed similarly. To me, it almost seems like this is a different character. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't, I don't my know. thought, my thought is, it's a different character in a in a, a different either timeline or different universe. Right. If we're if we're if we've already had the multiverse of madness introduced at this point, which we should have had, correct? Yes. So this could be all kind of universe hopping going on. Yep. So yep, I love that idea. Yep. 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 Oh, and the uh, the the set photos from Falcon and the Winter Soldier are uh, kind of propaganda stuff that has been like taped up onto uh, onto a wall, and it's it's a picture that says it's of John Walker in uh u.s agent attire and this is john walker cap is back and it has a little u.s army sponsorship at the bottom right of it and it's very much you know not chris evans yeah yeah he looks like evil captain america (laughs) so um you know it's it's long been speculated that that's going to be kind of what the um the one of the major conflicts is that uh Falcon Sam uh, Sam Wilson is tapped by uh, Steve Rogers to be the next Cap, but then the uh, the U.S. government doesn't like that and they pick somebody else, and so there's that uh, that conflict of like, no, I'm the real Cap. No, I've got the shield. Yeah, I definitely think that seems like where we're going. Um, we saw that in the in the trailer. We see, it lo- I guess, it's John Walker running up onto a stage in, in in a stadium, looking like he's being introduced as Cap for the first time, or you know, doing the same sort of USO sort of tours that the original Cap did. Um, yep. Do you think that John Walker will have a Super Soldier Serum happening? I think that he's going to have something similar. Uh, I think that we're going to get a little bit of a uh, little bit of the serum that. Uh, that Abomination had before going full Abomination. Hmm, that's possible. That's possible. Because that was a government thing, you know? That was a government-developed formula. Sure, sure. And it's been a few years. It's very possible that Mr. Uh, Thunderbolt Ross has still been working on that thing. 
And especially after Cap was so against him and the Accords, um, did Thunderbolt Ross disappear, or do we know? Uh, no, he's he's been there. Oh, do you mean in the um, in, in the snap in the snapshot? Yeah, uh, I don't think it really matters because everybody got brought back. Well, well, I know. I'm just saying, like he's st- he, that that would make him still like five years younger and still like pretty relevant. Um, oh, I see what you're saying. I guess I guess I'm bouncing between the idea of him still being young enough to be a major player in this whole issue, or versus him having five extra years to toil away at his like science experiments. Especially yeah. if a lot of the heroes disappear and they need heroes, and he's like trying to create them, uh, which eventually could lead to Red Hulk, which we are speculating might appear in the Hulk series or She Hulk series, like. Um, it would be yeah. neat. It would be really, really a neat thing if John Walker was created by um, by Thunderbolt Ross in this series, or it, it's some or something related to that whole program. Here are some TV shows. What's that? What the hell? What's going on? Fuck you, Siri. <laughs> Apparently Siri thought I asked what are some TV shows. They started naming what are TV some? shows. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I just I love, I love that your response is fuck you, Siri. I I get really upset at some of the automated things when they come on and you don't want them to. I yep. my, I have a Samsung phone and they have a thing called Bigsby and there's a Bigsby button on the side and it's Ugh. really easy to hit by mistake. I know for a fact there's a way to deactivate it, but it, I've never taken the time to figure it out. Um, and so I've just for two years had this button on the side of my phone that's like every time I hit it, it's like, hey, set up Bigsby. And I'm like in the middle of watching a video or whatever. And I'm like, and I get angry. <laughs> um, so I just and, and I'm just I think I'm just really angry at robots in general, because most of the time right now, I think I'm really mad at AI is the problem. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm. I know we're on a show talking about sci-fi and like, and, and like uh, on Star Trek, we've been talking a lot about the uh, sort of like value of AI life. So it's funny for me to be ranting about how much I hate AI right now. In like our current in its current iteration, I'm just really yeah. frustrated by it. This current iteration sucks. Yeah, I get phone calls 15 times a day from robots, and I'm just like, screw you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what was I saying? Uh, it'd be really interesting <laughs> if John Walker, uh, if Thunderbolt Ross makes a small appearance in this. Uh, oh, oh gosh, yeah, we we talk. Man, I'm loving this theory now. We've talked yep, about it before yep. the red serum that is in Black Widow's hands. She's got some sort of red serum. Uh, and then we know Thunderbolt Ross appears in that. How cool would it be if she takes that red serum or wherever that red serum ends up, it ends up in the hands of Ross and he uses it to create John Walker, but then John Walker, something is wrong with John Walker, which is probably like what, why, you know, Falcon has to come and take his place and like actually probably end up fighting him by the end. Then like, uh, they think then maybe Thunderbolt Ross is like, you know, the big embarrassment, he's kicked off to the side, and no one else will volunteer for his experiments anymore, and he tries one last version on himself, and that creates Red Hulk. Ah, oh, that would be so cool. It would be so cool because it would be weaved in through two Disney Plus series 
and uh, uh, the entire uh, MCU. Yeah, like Phase Four would be like the creation of Red Hulk. You know, like it would be weaved through the DNA of Phase Four. Oh, I love it. I love it too. And it's you know it's got seeds from from the Incredible Hulk way back in the day. Mm-hmm. And, oh yeah, oh. It goes all it goes God. all the way back to the second movie, but it's still and then it weaves through the entirety of. Yeah, it'd be really cool. That sounds real cool. I like that a lot. Yep, that's the theory that uh, that they need to use. Okay, Marvel, uh, you know what to do. You're welcome. Take it. You're welcome. Print. Uh, <laughs> you can cut the check. <laughs> to <laughs> I wish. I wish they'd cut yeah, me right? a check. Um, <laughs> as many theories as we've gotten, right? Yeah, surely, surely one of those is stolen. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> okay, let's. Uh, <laughs> Spidey 3 working title is Serenity Now. Yeah, um, it, not really like huge news. You know, right. they just they have a, a working title for Spider-Man 3, um, the Tom Holland one. And it comes from, or it's drawn inspiration from Seinfeld. Yeah, apparently all um, of the working titles for the Spider-Man movies have been Seinfeld references up till now. Yeah. And this yep. is the most recent uh, Serenity Now, which in in the, in the episode Serenity Now, uh, where he's <laughs> George, someone gives him the advice that when he's stressed out, he should say Serenity Now, and he slowly says Serenity Now, Serenity Now, until he's like screaming it at the end of the episode, Serenity Now. <laughs> uh, it's like completely missing the point. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so to me, that means Spider-Man is going to be facing off with a lot of problems. Right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, we saw the end of it. Mm-hmm. Things are not looking good for him. No, there's they are the, not. Uh, there's the very negative podcaster, J. Jonah Jameson. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, I don't know if he's got numbers as big as us. Oh, actually, no, man. That reminds me. A new comic came out recently where J. Jonah Jameson transitioned into... Um, transitioned into podcasting, that- got an interview with Spider-Man... And then it became like the number one podcast in the world because of that. <laughs> well, now we know what we need to do. Yeah, we get we got to get an, a uh, an interview with Spider Man. An interview with the fi- fictional Spider Man. <laughs> yep, actual fictional Spider Man. Yeah, I like it. Um, all right, well, let's dive into some feedback. How about it? Yep, I, I'm on it. Yoda Hugh said to us on uh, on Twitter at MCU Cast wife giving birthday. Wish us luck. And then later, a tweet. Uh, born seven pounds, seven ounces, very healthy baby girl. Very proud daddy. This really isn't feedback about the show. This is just us wanting to give a shout out to Yoda Hugh, who had, had a baby. And yeah! Yoda Hugh has been part of the show for many years, writing in since, I don't know, four or five years now, since probably the beginning. So um, thank you, Yoda Hugh, for everything, and we're just so happy for you. That's so exciting. Congrats, dude. Yeah, for real. You're uh, you're not going to sleep for a while, so we're here for you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Listen <laughs> yeah, to cast while we'll, not we'll, sleeping. <laughs> we, we, need to, we need to up our output of podcasts just so Yoda Hugh has more things to listen to in his late nights. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, let's see. Ivan Episcopo. Yep, that's the word. All right, that's the name. He <laughs> created... <laughs> Sorry. I, uh, <clears throat> make, okay. Make yourself laugh there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so there was a poll thrown up in the MCU cast chat by Ivan Episcopo. Said, would you rather Disney Plus drop all six episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier at once or one episode per week? 
I looked. I loved looking forward to The Mandalorian every week. I wish Netflix would do that with Stranger Things because I have no self control. <laughs> well, I don't even think it's just about self control. I, I totally agree with Ivan here. Um, I want a weekly. I do not want an all at once drop. Do you, what about you? Yeah. What about you? Well, see, weekly is better for us in that we can, you know, we can do these once a week podcasts about right. the content and stay current rather than having people be like, you know, rushing ahead of us and coming back and being like, Oh, you guys are gonna, you're yeah, gonna but, see. But, but the, the point is like, not just for us as podcasters, but us as fans, like the only reason that's better is because it's not just because we're podcasters, but it's because there's the chance for conversation is that it's that water cooler moment where everyone is on the same page about the show and everyone can talk about how crazy episode two ended for an entire week. And then we get episode three. Like, yep, that's why I want it. And yeah, sure. As a podcaster, I'm like, please don't drop them all at once. It makes it hard on us poor podcasters, <laughs> but no, I, I just want it because as a fan, like I, it. Our podcast is just an extension of what fans do, which is talk about yeah. these shows. And if we have a whole week to speculate and have fun and like talk about these things, yeah. I, I get, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm pumped about it. I'm really excited. Yeah. I've got uh, several coworkers that uh, are, you know, the people that, that watch everything as soon as it comes out. And then you know, if they are, uh, if it drops all at once, they're already done. And I'm like, oh, I'm two episodes in because, you know, I have kids uh, so <laughs> we couldn't just sit down and watch all of it. Um, but then if it's a week at a time kind of thing, we can just sit down and just, you know, just everybody gets out of their cubes and circles up in the, in the walkway and it's just like, all right, let's talk about it. Yeah. You know, what do you, what do you think about this? Yeah. I, I love, that's my favorite thing, man. It's why it's, it's why we do this whole podcast network and it's like, you know, it's, I, it's been really taken away largely with the advent of streaming and the whole all at once model and the binge model. Um, yep. And so I really want this back. And I, and, and I love that Disney dropped Mandalorian once a week. Um, and I'm really hoping they drop uh, all of their, all of their Marvel shows once a week. I mean, I'd be okay with twice a week, but you know, the, a little bit of spacing, you know, a couple of days between each one would Absolutely. be, uh, would be the way to go in my opinion. Absolutely. All right, so next up, Andre Sparks said, X-Men casting rumors. What do you guys think about Liam Neeson as Magneto and Henry Cavill as Wolverine? Lastly, my personal picks, uh, Tika Sumter as Storm and Mark Paul Gosselar as Scott Summers and Ivan Strahovski as Jean Grey. Hmm. I, I gotta say, Mark Paul Gosselar, is that... Who I'm thinking of is that's Zach, right? Zach from I don't know who you're thinking of. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Zach from uh, Saved by the Bell, <laughs> right? So Mark Paul Gosler. I'm not wrong. I don't know, uh, but I haven't seen him. In, yeah, ooh, wow, he's looking different. Um, I knew he'd done a few things lately, but yeah, he's looking very different now. Um, okay, yeah, I don't. Oh wow, all all three of the. Uh, folks that he mentions Yvonne Stravinsky I know that name but I don't know anything Strahovski. about Stravos Strahovski okay yeah I don't know I don't, I don't know any <laughs> these of these people these are terrible people to cast because Matt can't say their names yeah that'll be years of me saying things wrong uh, but no I don't I don't know any of them in Antica Sumter either I feel bad I don't know enough actors but uh speaking of the rumors though of Henry Cavill 
and Liam Neeson. What do you think? I don't like Henry Cavill for Wolverine. He's too tall. He's too big, and he's he's got uh, he's got too pretty a face. You know, mm-hmm. he's like too too chiseled, and the like. He just he doesn't have the look of Wolverine, in my opinion. Right. I think that he's got a great look though for Wonder Man. Okay, isn't that the character that the? Sorry, um, who's Wonder Man? <laughs> Give me Wonder Man. Uh, Wonder Man is a uh, 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 an actor. That yeah, yeah, he's the one that is currently played by. Uh... <laughs> he hasn't been played by anybody, but the the name of the actor was kind of uh, tied to Mr. Malcolm Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah, Nathan Fillion, um, like played, you know, played him on set. They, there were pictures of Nathan Fillion as as Wonder Man. Yeah, they <laughs> they dressed him up in a bunch of different things and took pictures of him, and then used those pictures to make movie posters, and that is it. And then they, um, those movie posters, I don't think, ever actually appeared in the movie. Yeah, no, they were never. <laughs> they so, were, so he's definitely they were not never actually canon, there. But I, I want him as Wonder Man. <laughs> That's that's fair, but I just I think that maybe Nathan Fillion's a little bit too old for uh, for that to to be the hero Wonder Man. Maybe I don't I don't know anything about Wonder Man. Uh, as for I, I just don't for, like there's there's two access to talk about these rumors. Are do we think they're true, and then do we like them? I don't think they're true. First off, yeah, I think they're all. I think this is just more bad internet fodder. Um, but especially, I don't know. I can't see Liam Neeson as Magneto. Um, and as for whether I like him as Magneto, I really hope they update it to make it African-American characters. I really do. Yeah. We had, uh, we had a really great discussion about that. Yes, we did. Um, and I really like the idea of using the trauma of the sixties, uh, you know, uh, like our fifties and sixties Jim Crow America civil rights movement instead of using the trauma of World War Two and making them African American characters. I think that's just a really good update to that storyline. Um, yeah, just f- purely from a timing perspective, not because it's a you know better place or better story for it, but just like it's if we want to make or, these characters current, having Magneto go through um, you know really pro- bad problems in the civil rights era would be. Really, really moving and interesting, and I just think it'd be great. And I love the idea of casting those characters. So, I, but but also, I just don't think it's true. Also, Liam Neeson's been kind of embroiled in scandal this last year with his. He said some statements that made some people really dislike him. Um, now ah. I know what he was saying in those state. Yeah, do you know anything about that? I don't. Yeah, he had a whole thing, and I don't. You know, I you don't want to get into well, it. Well, <laughs> I'll get into it a little bit. I, you know, and I don't know all the. I'm not. I'm not an expert. But apparently, Liam Neeson was talking about a movie. He he made a movie recently about a character who like goes on a vengeance quest because I think it's like his sister is assaulted and murdered or something like that in the movie, and so he goes on like this vengeance quest. And he's talking about that in the, um, in an interview, <laughs> and he said of his early days. And he's talking about when he's a young kid, like 20 or something. And one of his friends was assaulted. Um, and he, he said the line, he said in the interview, like I was just looking for any black guy to like get in a fight with and kill or something like that. He says like a really awful thing. And he's, he's basically saying where he drew inspiration for the character. Um, 
because she was assaulted by a black man. And so like a lot of people are really, he's, he's kind of in canceled jail right now. I don't think it's like he was, he was not saying it's a good thing and it's not a current feeling he had. So it's kind of like one of those weird, but even so I think he's in kind of canceled jail right now, unfortunately. Um, Or fortunately, depending on how you feel about those statements, um, <laughs> a lot of people thought they were just sort of tone deaf statements. But I think his point was, when you go through something traumatic, sometimes you your brain turns off and you're just wanting you're out for blood. And that's what the movie he was promoting was about. And so he told the story from his actual life, but it was a story about being really racist when he was young. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so. Yeah, but you know, it's when he was young. Hopefully those aren't his feelings now, but I guess he he probably could have fixed all this by saying, like, I was young and dumb, and this is how I felt, you know, but instead he just kind of said it like it's uh, almost as if he's the hero of the story or like... Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. See, now I'm putting now I'm I'm putting my own spin on it. Who who knows? Who knows how what he what he felt? He also recently has said that uh, he is not interested in returning to the superhero genre. Mm. So. You know, that may have a lot to do with it, too. <laughs> sure, sure. And as for Henry Cavill, I don't particularly, again, I don't think any of it's true, but I also, I don't know. I I don't really care if Wolverine's short. I mean, Hugh Jackman was a great Wolverine. He was not short. But, like, I also, I, I think it'd be kind of cool to have a Wolverine who's not pretty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wolverine's not supposed to be pretty, and he's been so pretty for so long. <laughs> Right? Yeah, especially that uh, that old man Logan look, you know, like he had I, that. Uh, it's like, oh, what's up, Silver Fox? He he was. Don't don't sit here and try to say Hugh Jackman's not attractive in Logan. Come on. No, that's what I'm saying. Is he was attractive in Logan? Oh, I thought like, I thought you were even I thought you were the, being facetious. No, no. Even as the even as the you know aged man look that that they had going for him, like yeah, he still rocked it. Yeah, he did. He's an attractive, attractive man. A very talented and attractive and charismatic man. And I don't really think that's what Wolverine's supposed to be. Just from like, he's supposed to be the character that kind of sort of like pushes people away because of how gruff he is. Um, oh man, now you're describing the Witcher and see? damn Henry Cavill did such a good job with that. That's why these rumors are catching fire. And I haven't seen the Witcher, so I can't oh. comment on the Witcher. But that's why these rumors are catching fire because everyone's loving the Witcher. Oh, re- ah, damn it. The Witcher was so good. Um, no, no, I don't want Henry Cavill for, for Wolverine. I think there's too much, there's too much focus on Wolverine. You know, I agree. I could go, I could go another five years without any Wolverine in my, uh, in my Marvel. You know, yeah, like, I mean, let, let it rest, build up some other characters. Um, we, you know, we, we, we talked about it on the Watchmen cast we did uh, one smart really smart thing they did with the watchman when they brought so like what the watchman is, is, is the new show the hbo show is based on the story in the comics and what they do that's really neat is they give you two or three episodes before they bring in any of the characters from the comics i think it's two i think they go two full episodes before you see any characters from the comics and like it's nice because in those two episodes they make you care about the new characters and then Good. you see the characters from comics come in. And you're like, because I feel like the a character, the new characters would have been completely overshadowed. And yep. so I think they do need to do something similar with the mutants as they bring them in. If they're going to want us to care about a pantheon of mutants, they need to introduce us to some before they bring in Wolverine. You know? 
Yeah. I mean, it was it was like 10 years or so. I think the uh, the X-Men came out in the 60s in comics, and then it was about 10 years later that Wolverine first made an appearance uh, in 1974. Um, he, you know... He wasn't an original, so we don't need we don't need to have everything shown through his eyes. There are so many other mutants in the verse that we can that we can follow and get to love and understand, and then we can bring in this this guy that we've heard about for a while and haven't seen in a while, and like oh, it's it's you know an old friend coming back. Like that's what we could do, and I just I don't think that Wolverine is the way to go to start with. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm with There's you. Lots of lots to unpack there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. What do we uh, got next? Next up, Kylie Roach said, uh, at MCCast, where do y'all want Marvel to go next? Secret Wars, Secret Invasion, Phoenix Power, Galactus, Villain Arc, or others? Let's leave out other for now. Of those four, <laughs> pick one. Where do you want them to uh, go? If I had to pick Secret Wars, Secret Invasion, Phoenix, or Galactus? Yep. What's the what's phase four? I think Secret Invasion is. I think we've got the seeds for Secret Invasion. Agreed. I think that's the most logical next step. I agree, and they're poised to do a really interesting one. I, I was going to say the same thing, and I think um, that that is a perfect uh, thing for them to do because it's not. What's interesting the way they've set it up is they've set up the scroll as the good guys. So what if you tell the secret invasion from their perspective? You know, yeah, I think that's a really fun idea. Or at least you tell the secret invasion from a perspective where both sides are right and both sides are wrong. You know what I mean? Like really try to give pathos to both sides of the argument or both both sides of the the infiltrators and the infiltratees. Yeah, um, you know, just like they did in um, uh, in in the Captain Marvel movie, they gave uh, you know they gave a, a real pathos, uh, pathos, however you want to pronounce it, to Talos. Like he had motivations and family, and like he said, "There's you know we've both got blood on our hands," mm-hmm. and they just they just kind of worked through it and got over it. Like I I want to see that. I want to see that from everybody's perspective. Give me more of that. Yeah. I love the scrolls. I'd love to see a complicated scroll story where, like, you know, as the humans, we should be terrified by the idea of these creatures blending in and taking over our, like, powerful positions. They could be anybody. Yeah. They could be anyone. Yeah. This should be terrifying, but what if they're not so bad and they have good reasons for doing what they're doing? Um, even reasons that endanger Earth, um, but are the only way they can survive. Like, I, I'd like to see that complex story told. Oh, man. Reasons that endanger Earth, but it's the only way that they could survive is, like, that is a huge ethical and moral argument uh, that, mm-hmm. that has to be argued, you know, in that yeah. kind of situation. Agreed. God, that would be so good. Yeah. Great. Great great question. Great question. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was too open-ended. I was like, pick, pick one of the four, go for it. (laughs) Uh, Well, actually what it, (laughs) see, I've always, I've been saying for several years now, secret invasion. And then we get into uh, dark Avengers and then we get into siege and siege was one of my favorite arcs. Yeah. So it's going to happen. 
Just watch. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, and Lane, <laughs> Lane is up next. Uh, she said, watch Runaways over the last couple weeks. Three seasons, and they didn't use the damn dinosaur one time as a tool or a weapon. Uh, what a massive <laughs> letdown. <laughs> Kept waiting for it to kill or maim a bad guy. Just one. <laughs> Just one. Please. I just enjoyed that. I don't really have anything to say about it, but yeah. Yeah. I definitely I mean, wish that dinosaur had gotten the chance to maim someone, but I'm pretty sure we're supposed to budget. It was a veget- well, also it was a vegetarian because <laughs> she taught it to be a vegetarian. It still attacked people. Uh, yeah, I can't really, I don't know. I, I, I trust Lane here that it never actually, I mean, it attacked and like knocked people down, but we never saw it like actually hurt anyone. Yeah. It never like chomped on anybody. Yeah. But you know, it's a that's a, a an issue of budget and uh, probably also rating and audience. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. But it it, it is it is a bummer from a from a perspective of someone who wants to see a raptor chew through some folks. It's a bummer. Dinonychus. Yeah. Right. Dinonychus. Uh, well, Damon Damon Smoketh wants us to play a game of casting wizard. He, he listed a bunch of names. And he wants us to just say who we think they should be in the Marvel Universe. So yep. uh, let's just each go lightning round. Keanu Reeves. Uh, Keanu Reeves obviously needs to play Wonder Man. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to go with Silver Surfer. I, mm, You know, you say Silver Surfer probably because of that surfer movie that he was in point break. No, it has nothing to do with the surfer movie. Everything. It's probably got, it's purely his flat affect. And what is it? And my, my view of him as, as, as what he does well, which is very flat acting and like sort of emotionless, which I honestly don't even know much about the silver surfer character, but the only version I really know well is the one we saw in rise of the silver surfer, which (laughs) had a pretty flat affect. So I'm assuming that's sort of comics based. I don't know, but who knows? Yeah. That's pretty much him. Norrin Red. Yeah. uh, Just kind of shows up and is like, hey, you guys are going to die. Yeah. I could absolutely see him being. He did that already, though. He he always does that. That's what he does. He's a flat affect who something something inspires him to take to fight back. And then he fights back. Like, that's what he does. What's that freaking movie that he was in? The day the earth stood still. He did exactly that. Yeah. He was, he was herald for aliens. I'm saying that, you know, we had a choice to make and earth was going to be destroyed anyway. Yeah, exactly. He's perfect for it. <laughs> he's, t- he's got experience in the, in the field, in this exact field. Uh, anyway, so that's, that's, <laughs> but this is a lightning round. All right. Millie Bobby Sorry. Brown, Millie Bobby Brown. I, Oh God, I don't know. I don't I'm know what go she X-23. would play. We've already got a great X-23, though. Don't you talk about Daphne Keen like that? I love Daphne Keen. She's wonderful, but she's in the distant future, and she's in a different universe. So, sure, okay. bring her over, whatever. But if we're, if we're casting Millie Bobby Brown, and we have a fresh slate new universe, X-23. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. You got anybody Maybe. for her? Uh not offhand, no. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was thinking of somebody in the uh, in the vein of uh, Kamala Khan, you know, one of the young Avengers. Oh, yeah. Uh, but um, I don't think she'd be a very good uh, choice for uh, the first um, Muslim superhero. <laughs> no, I, I said in the vein of. I didn't say as her, damn it. Squirrel Girl. She could be Squirrel Girl. She could be a great Squirrel Girl. Yeah, there. I'll give you that one. That one's yours. Thank you. 
Thank you. That's that's mine. I said that. I came up with it all by myself. Uh, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> uh, Ryan Gosling would be Angel. I'm gonna go with a with a pun and say Howard the Duck. No. <laughs> Howard the come Duck on. is already in universe. I know, but Gosling, come on. No. <laughs> I think that he could be a a really good Eddie Brock, though. Hmm, Eddie Brock. We already have one of those that's gonna kind of be in universe. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know about that. How about an Eddie Brock? Um, let's see, blonde, mm. blonde guy. Oh. Uh, well, if he could, uh, if he could beef up, uh, he could be Robbie Reynolds. Who's Robbie Reynolds? Robert Reynolds is the Sentry. Okay, and is like effectively the strongest person in the MC or in the Marvel universe. Okay, cool. See, here's the problem with where we are in the Marvel uh, universe. I, I, I'm like, I grew up on X Men, a little bit of Avengers, and like a lot of DC stuff. But now that we're getting like to the deep bencher stuff. Like I got nothing. I don't know many characters past what we have in the universe now, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> recast this person as this guy, at least not really well, you know, I'm telling you, man, Ryan Gosling as, as angel in X-Men would be perfect. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. I like that. And he has wings like a goose. God. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Wings like a goose. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Sorry. I just All right. Henry Cavill. I've already said my piece on this. That man needs to be Wonder Man. Yeah, like the Wonder Man angle. I, he I could also go with, with Beast. Angle. Uh yeah, he could be a good beast. I like that. I like that. Um, let's see. Henry Cavill as Oh gosh, I'm like running through my Rolodex here of Marvel characters. Like, nope, already in there. Nope, already in there. Nope, already in there. <laughs> God, I'm, I suck. This is why we're the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, people. Because <laughs> I'm, I suck. Is why. Because <laughs> Matt, I, could, I basically sucks. got like the X Men. That's the other thing. The X Men grew up a lot. A lot of X Men comics, and they've already made some of those movies. Um, well, not. Hmm. Well, sure, sure, sure. I could, I could, I could grab an X Men character. Yeah. I mean, he would be he would be a fairly. I think he could be a really solid uh, Cyclops. He's enough of a dick. Yeah, like he he absolutely plays that dickishness well, but still charming. Like the problem with the the, the Cyclops from the X Men movies, I feel like he was not charming at all. So like his dickishness toward Wolverine and his sort of dickishness in general um, was just kind of lo- I don't know. It's kind of lost. Like he, he was hard, but he wasn't likable. And I think that Henry Cavill could play it where he's a dick, but you still kind of like him. Yeah. So that could be neat. Yeah. Mila Kunis. This is an interesting one. I thought it was Mila. Uh, you're probably right. Mila Kunis. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I do like her a lot though. Yeah. Yeah. I like um, her a whole lot. Ooh. What would we do with her? Hmm. Um, she could be Dazzler. She could be Dazzler. I could see that. I could see yeah. that. Yeah. Hmm. 
I'm like, I'm looking at a list of X-Men members now. <laughs> <laughs> Just scrolling on down through. How does how do you think uh, Henry Cavill's Russian accent is? Could he be Colossus? Hmm. Ooh, he could. Be, I, I could see him as a Colossus. He's got the size. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Um. You know what? I'm gonna say she's already been in universe, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I'm gonna say Mila Kunis as Medusa. Hmm. I think she could be good as that. Um, she just—I've seen her play in like some things where she plays like a good regal character. Hmm. But she's also a really fun girl next door. I don't know. I, I like Mila Kunis. Is it really my answer? Is I like Mila Kunis. Put her in whatever. <laughs> I <don't, laughs> just throw her in there. I don't have a good casting for her, but she'd probably be good in most anything. She would. I—I I don't know though. She's like, she's got a lot of. Uh... A lot of comedy in my mind. Like she's she's mostly comedy, but she was she was pretty serious in the book of Eli. Yeah, but she's also uh, fair. Yeah, she does she does a little bit of both. But yeah, she definitely has a comedy streak to her. But she also was that what's that dancing movie she was in Black Swan? Where that's not a comedy at all. Oh yeah, that's true. Psych uh, Psych Thriller. Yeah, and she was also in that uh, really bad Wachowski siblings movie. Um. Mm, can't remember the name of it. Went to see it in theaters. Very bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Magic Mike dancing around on little rocket boots. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking I don't, about. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh man. Well, boot camp. Jupiter ascending. Jupiter ascending. That's the one. Oh. Yeah, uh, it's really, like, it's, it, it had a lot of interesting ideas. It, it's like any Wachowski thing since The Matrix. A lot of interesting ideas, really weird execution. And, yeah, yeah that, that one oh, was man. strange. That one had Scene Bean in it. Scene Bean? Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, Sean Bond. I don't know who those, I don't know who that Sean is. Sean Bean. Okay. <laughs> His first right. and last name are spelled, you know, the same, and he... You can't have them both, Sean Vaughn. Okay? <laughs> can't have anyway. both pronunciations. Not gonna happen. Yeah. This is English. There are rules. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> there clearly, clearly aren't. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, so, it looks like we got a voicemail? We do have a voicemail. I don't know how to feel about this. What do I do? I don't know what to do with my hands. Hey guys, this is Eric from Eau Claire, Wisconsin calling. I was just curious. I had a, I had a question, and, and it might be a silly question, but I was wondering about this whole you know, coronavirus spread throughout the world, you know, unfortunately at this point. But I was wondering if you guys had uh, thought about if this uh, virus spreading might possibly delay uh, production of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, just let me know what you think. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if they're even filming in China or not, but, uh, yeah, you guys are doing a good job and, uh, keep up the good work. Talk to you later. Yeah. You know, it really depends because it depends on how serious the coronavirus gets around the world. I mean, clearly it's serious right now, but it depends on if it kind of gets nipped in the bud and, and, and dissipates or if it keeps getting stronger. 
Um, and I'd be worried. I, I, I don't think it would probably mess with their production that much because, I, as we said earlier, they could easily uh, green screen everything if they wanted to because they're Marvel and they could throw that money behind. The problem yeah. really becomes if, like, coronavirus is really strong in May, are they going to be able to get people out to the theater? And then you get this whole, like, how do you release movies in a world where no one will go to the theater anymore? You know, do they do they do a different release strategy? Yeah, that's a uh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, you can't. Uh, they, there's not really a way to to do that that I can think of, other than to just keep movies in theaters longer and be like, okay, everybody spread out. You know, just don't don't go all at once. But everybody's going to go all at once because they want to see it. Well, they could always do it on streaming or on demand and just have some sort of crazy push around it. The problem is you don't get nearly as much money that way, at least traditionally. I I think if anyone could crack that code, it'd be Disney. Um, Just throw it up on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, they could do that, but they'd just be losing a ton of money by putting it up on Disney+. Plus. But if they day and dated it on Disney+, Plus, just put it up there, that would drive tons of subscribers to Disney+, Plus, I think. But I don't know if those tons of subscribers would be enough to offset the losses of not having the, you know, most of the movie's budget is made back on, like, opening weekend in theaters. So, like, that's what worries me. More than the production is the... Um, if, if, if Black Widow tanks because of coronavirus, first off, the the jackasses in the world will blame it on the fact that it was a female movie. Yep. Um, yeah. And it just, yeah, it gets, it starts to get tricky with this coronavirus stuff. But obviously, all of that is the least important part of this whole thing because, you know, clearly, we hope it, we hope the coronavirus doesn't spread for everyone's safety, but, uh, do we? <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. do. Yeah, we do, actually. We do. Oddly enough. Do you not? <laughs> we might need to talk off cast. It's okay. No, it's uh, fine. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> but thanks for thanks for calling in, Eric. Um, if you guys want to call in, it's 573-CAST-MCU. Um, okay, I think we, we, we have a little more feedback, but I think we're going to have to wrap for tonight. Um, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll get back to you guys, uh, er, earlier next week. We, we guarantee because we will yeah, be, we'll be we, here uh, next week. We've got life. We, we do. Yeah. We have life. We had life, life situations this week and work and yeah, we normally try to get it by Sunday or Monday and we couldn't get to it till Wednesday this week, but we had new podcasts and yeah, well, the funny thing is that didn't really affect out. us. That was like most that was been pre-recorded this is just shush, 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 shush. <laughs> it was it was all just a struggle but if you are down on the amount of mcu cast you've gotten this week there's literally more marvel content with matt and jeff over at bingers assemble where we've got five episodes up the first five fox x-men movies and we're talking about them on our new show bingers assemble and uh, as we mentioned earlier uh, we're doing another drive for um reviews and we're giving away an mcu cast t-shirt every week um until uh until new mutants comes out basically so the next like four weeks so anyone that uh gives a five-star review and writes a review and we can see them on there we will uh send you a well we're gonna uh, draw a name and (laughs) do a t-shirt so you almost promised everybody a t-shirt i know and that would be very expensive uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're already we're already losing money here. We're just trying to grow this thing. 
Um, <laughs> but oh, thank you funny. again so much to everybody who wrote in and and did the uh, reviews on Bender's Assemble. Uh, it's huge. Yes. And if you're listening to this right now and you like what we do, th- then th- there's it's a no-brainer to check out this first series of Bender's Assemble because it's me and Jeff, and it's talking about Marvel. And the reason we did this one first is because we've been being asked for a long time to cover the Fox X-Men movies, but we just never had the opportunity. So we took this opportunity over in our little little home that we've created for universes that we don't normally cover. So, yeah. Check it and out. This, you know, this allows us to put those things that uh, that we want to talk about, but, you know, can't really figure out how to talk about it, where to talk about it, what channel to put it on, like, should we do it in the MCU cast? Yeah. just We'll just do it all on Benjamin's Assemble. It's fine. It, it is a, definitely a place for some of that. Uh, the and, and who knows what other cast we'll come up with over the next next couple years as we build this network out even more but uh it, i'm really excited about Avengers assemble and the fact that you guys supported it and it got to 74 on itunes charts is insane it's like seriously insane i can't believe i got that email and i was just like what what 54. um so yeah crazy guys crazy um okay well we're gonna let you go we're going to be back soon with the MCU cast, Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Hit us up at MCUcast.com, at MCUcast on Twitter, Facebook.com slash MCUcast, MCUcast at all the places, and then 573CastMCU. And you can support the podcast at Patreon.com slash MCUcast. Uh, those patrons are what make this show possible for us every week. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, we'll be back very, very soon with more cast next, early next week. Peace. Until next time, true believers.